Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday, so let's get down to business. Um, it has been a an extremely busy week for us here, um, talking about business, just regular life. Um, we're celebrating some birthdays this week and going back to school. And so that is what really brought about um, the subject for today, which we are going to be talking about how to set healthy boundaries. Um, it's going to be very interesting because when we when we begin to think about our our life, our regular life, everyday life versus our work life, there's really no difference. You have to know how to set boundaries. You have to know how to prioritize and really just think about what is most important and what can wait. It's not that the other thing is not important or the other things are not important, but they can wait when it comes to uh, what is uh, set as a priority in our life. And so if you've been listening for a while, you know that every time that we uh, dive into our business episodes, um, a lot of what we talk about pertaining business really applies to our everyday life as well outside of business because it all has to start somewhere. And if we cannot find balance between the two, then that's where the struggle comes in. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about this today because this is something that can really help to um, free up time and, and really free our mind, free our mind to, to be able to think and to breathe and to rest sometimes because a lot of times we're just going 100 miles per hour and we're trying to get everything done and it can really cause unnecessary stress. And so um, when I started to think about this with the different topics um, that we could discuss on today, you know, I thought, well, I missed an episode last week. I, I didn't I didn't record for you guys. Um, I don't know if you missed it, but I didn't record last week. And just to give you a breakdown, we, um, I decided to go back to school. My daughters are homeschooled. Um, our, our girls are homeschooled and they, uh, are actually in their junior year and they're going into, um, their freshman college classes as well at the same time. And I thought, well, what if I went back to school? Because, when we teach and when we come on here and really share the things that we've learned, the main point about why we do what we do at Expressions of Destiny, why we take time to train employees, employers, um, really coach them on how to be the best that they can, how to find your purpose, is the, it all comes down to this one foundational thing is that you never stop learning. There is always an opportunity to learn. So I'm always looking for different workshops, different classes, um, different ways that I can take part in something, maybe on a subject that I already know and I'm just interested to learn more about, or maybe something I just haven't taken the time to really dive deep into. And so um, I took that opportunity and said, let me just go ahead and you know go back and take some general business classes so that I can see where things have shifted and have changed over the course of the past couple of years um, so that I can better help you know, the, the clients and the people that are coming to us for help that need that, that assistance, you know, to help their business grow. So I went back to school and needless to say, it has been a heavy workload. So in the middle of all this, I thought to myself, what on earth did I get myself into? Here I am, you know, um, haven't been to school in over 20 years and I am back in college classes and really trying to find a balance. And, um, 
for the most part, it's been very encouraging and very exciting. Uh, it's a lot of work, you know, and I, I know a lot of you probably um, have experienced that. But it's teaching me something all over again, and it's how to create that balance. You know, we talk about quality of life. Well, when it comes to business, there's a phrase very similar, quality of work life. And it's very important to management and to owners to um, know that their employees have a great quality of work life because they don't want to have stressed out employees. They don't want to have employees that are feeling underappreciated. They want to know that everything that they're doing within their company is bringing life into the lives of their employees and is really inspiring and encouraging them to do an even greater job because in the long run, it helps their, their business grow. And so in the same way, how can we be effective or successful if we don't have that quality of work life and to take it further, the quality of life in period, you know, just to know that we are doing something that we love or something that we appreciate or something that we know is going to help better us. And so one of the best things that, um, because I've experienced several different um, things this past week that tie into this was how can we talk about now setting healthy boundaries? Boundaries are not bad. Boundaries are there to help us um, keep in the things that are most important, keep out the things that uh, can, may come to distract us, may come to um, cause some unnecessary stress. It's not that they are horrible things. It's just a boundary put up in place, whether temporary, permanent, or maybe just long-term, but it's there for a reason. So in, in researching for this topic, you know, I, I was kind of just trying to find maybe some of the more basic questions just to get us started here. Um, I did come across a site, and I will make sure to link the site because I want to give credit to, you know, the writers of this article, but it's on scienceofpeople.com. And so um, it's basically the five effective ways to set healthy boundaries. And we're going to go through each one here, and, and I may have a, um, I'm pretty sure I have an example for each one of them, just so I can kind of help you understand the best ways to apply these. So number one would be to visualize and name your limits. And this one may sound kind of like, well, how in the world do I do that? You're going to visualize and name the things that, that place limits on you, the things that may um, inspire you, encourage you, or frustrate you. And so um, a couple of the examples that they gave that uh, will really help you. There's some questions that you can ask, and I'll just go ahead and, and read a couple of them here, and then we'll get into what that really means. But um, the, the first one is what we just talked about. What is causing me unnecessary stress or discomfort? Um, you know, what are the things that I look forward to every day? And what, what are some of the things that I dread that I just don't even want to give any time and energy to? Um, what areas of my life do I feel exhausted? You know, think about your day, whether it's at work or home. You know, maybe you should, you're supposed to be having a nice day off at home and, and for some reason you're feeling stressed and it was maybe some tasks that you shouldn't have taken on because you knew your body was saying you need to rest. So what part of that day really exhausted you? And then think about the things that really make you feel safe you know, or valued. Value is a huge word in businesses, especially if you're in entrepreneurs. 
If you're working for somebody else, value comes from the person that you're working for. Are you feeling valued in that in that position? If you're an entrepreneur, it's really just adding value in every area of your business because you want to be successful. You want to grow. You want to do the very thing that you have been purposed to do. And that's the whole reason why you started this business. And so what are some ways that we can identify or really um, visualize and see what those limits are? So think about first the things that really bring you life. What are the things that um, give you something inspiring or great to think about throughout the day? Well, one of those things for me is knowing that every single morning when we wake up, the first thing that we do is we come to the living room as a family and we pray. And then we might talk or we might share if we had dreams or we might talk about scripture or we might read the verse of the day. Um, but that is the very first thing that we do. And, and honestly, you know, it's very rare that it doesn't happen. But if it doesn't happen for whatever reason, we kind of feel thrown off. You know, the day just kind of doesn't go as smooth as what it normally does. Why? Because that is the one thing, that foundation that starts our day. It's the thing that really gets us in a mindset of walking in faith, um, having uh, an overabundance of joy and remembering who our source is and knowing that, you know, we can trust in God for everything that that is going to take place this day and not walk into it feeling defeated already or tired or exhausted, but just, just an uplifting moment. So that that's one of those things, you know, that we look forward to every day. The other thing, another thing might be um, just freedom on how you're going to spend your time. It's your schedule. You know what you're doing. Now, the this would fall more in line with, you know, uh, entrepreneurs or business owners. We kind of have our schedule. We know what it is that needs to take place. But we're also the ones that are responsible for creating that schedule. And so this is where the boundaries become very important. How much are you going to add on that schedule? Are you going to overload yourself for the day? And so this is a big one because you have the freedom to decide how you are going to spend your time at work. And your time that is free time. And it makes a huge difference. Okay, another one, um, we're going to start to talk about the negative things, the things that might draw the energy from you and really put a damper on your day and what you're doing. Um, This is a big one. Working after hours. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's work, if you're working on a project, if you are um, trying to get, so you know you have to get this thing done. It's really stopping and thinking, does it have to be done right at this moment or can I rest and come back to it? Because a lot of times when we take the time to rest, we come back refreshed with an even greater um, thought process and greater ideas of how to complete that project. Because when we are exhausted, it's not going to get done the way that it needs to get done. We're just going to throw whatever we, we feel we need to to complete that task, but we didn't put everything into it because we were too tired. And so if you can step away from that project or that assignment or that task and come back to it when you are uh, rested and ready to focus, resting doesn't mean laying down for a nap. Let me just put that in there. It doesn't mean, you know, um, overnight going to bed. It might in some cases because it may be really late, but um, sometimes it's just walking away and taking a moment, take a break, go refresh yourself. And so that is very important. But when you work after hours and you do things that it, it, it's un, 
once again, unnecessary stress. I'm going to use that phrase a lot because stress is a killer. Stress is what causes a lot of our um, health issues. It starts as a worry, concern, a fear, and it really affects our, our physical body, which causes even more problems. So the stress, that mental stress, breaks down our physical body. I probably don't need to tell you this, but we need to be reminded on a daily basis because although we know it, we forget it quite often, especially when we are feeling pressed to get something done. So this is how you can identify these things. You know, take a piece of paper and and write out a list. Write down all the things that really bring you life, the things that you enjoy, uh, your daily routines. This isn't just a once in a while thing. Think about your daily routines. What is it that really gets you going. Mine is my prayer time in the morning, family time, my cup of coffee, um, my midday cup of coffee. Those are the things that really get me going. Another thing is walking. I haven't been able to do it, but it was a daily consistent thing for me uh, when the the weather is not too hot. Um, Right now it's just unbearable. So walking is another thing that I look forward to on a daily basis that really helps me to release a lot of the stress and the frustration of the day. Um, but I can find a different way to fill that in the moments or the months that I may not be able to do it the way that I would like to. And so, so you're going to have a list of the things that you, that really bring you life that you enjoy on a daily basis. And then write down the things that you know, um, you allow to cause you stress. Uh, because once again, it is a personal choice. We allow those things in. So what is it that is causing you to break down daily, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, um, things that really just, even things that creep up on you and you're like, I, I need to change that. I definitely need to change it, but I just don't know how. Write them down so that you can visibly see it. We are visualizing the things that we need to place limits on. Now, number two, let's go ahead and move on. Number two is openly communicating your boundaries. Now, I know there's a lot of peacekeepers, peacemakers out there. Sometimes we're afraid to say things. We don't want people to take it the wrong way. We don't want to make it sound like we we mean it one way when it really isn't that serious. But by not communicating our boundaries, um, this is another thing that can really cause a problem. Let me give you a very simple example. Um, I have a really good friend. Um, we meet every week for coffee unless something comes up, but every single week we meet for coffee. We love our coffee time. It is one of the moments we look forward to every week. We can catch up. We can uh, talk about family, talk about what God has done in our lives. It's just, it's, it is just good girl time. I, I have no other way of saying it. It is just perfect girl time, um, to just freely talk. Over a cup of coffee, because that's what we love. Now, but going into that, we have a set time. It is two hours. So when those two hours are up, I got to go. And I know she has things to do. Sometimes we go over that time. And although we got caught up in our conversation, by going over that time, 15, 20, 30 minutes, it's still enough to put me into a oh my goodness, I'm off my schedule. I better hurry up and get home. Oh, I forgot I have to stop at the store on the way home. I need to grab this for dinner. I need to make sure that I have time to study for my classes. Oh my my goodness, I, I, you know, I forgot I have to do this. So it is important for us to stick to that time. Um, about a week ago, 
there was a moment where I knew I had a lot to do and I had class that night. And when I walked in, I made a point to say, you're going to have to help me watch the clock. I have to be out of here on time. So let me know when it's 15 minutes to the hour so that I can leave on time. Did I hurt her feelings? Not at all. We actually ended early because she had a lot of stuff to get done too. And it was just an agreement of, you know what, let's just go ahead. Um, I think we had talked about everything that we could possibly think of and it was time to go. And that's okay because I'll see her next week or I'll see her the following week. But that is a, that is a, a perfect example of a boundary. It's not a bad thing. You are doing something that you enjoy. We, like I said, we enjoy our coffee time. But I have to set a time or I'm just going to sit there and talk and linger and talk some more, um, drink too, way too much coffee. There has to be a boundary that's set. That is one of those, those easier examples to use um, because we both have an understanding. I have stated it. She has stated it. That is our understanding that we have other things to get done. But I'm grateful for the time that we had. And then we're able to part ways. Another um, example of boundaries uh, or how to communicate them is, and it's, this one's actually kind of funny because <laughs> whenever um, we get invited over to someone's house, it doesn't matter who they are. It could be best friends. It could be strangers. It could be family. It does not matter. One of the things that we do as a family is we know the time we have to be there. So for instance, if we have to be there by 3 p.m. as a family, we sit in the truck and we say, okay. What is the time that we're setting to leave here? And we kind of discuss it. Is it maybe, you know, staying for two hours is enough, three hours. And if we agree on six, it's a, all right, so we're leaving at six o'clock. It doesn't matter what's going on. doesn't matter what's happening. We have to leave at six. We walk in there knowing that, my husband, myself, and our two daughters. Nobody else there knows that. But you better believe when that time is approaching, we're all kind of looking at our watches and giving the head nods like, okay, yes, it's time. It's our own little secret password, secret language. But a couple of minutes before six o'clock, my husband's getting up. He's leading the pack. He's saying, you know, telling our, our, our whoever we were company for, you know, hey, sorry guys, but we got to go. We have a couple of things we need to get done or, you know, it's, it's been nice spending time with y'all, but uh, we really need to go get ready for, you know, whatever it is that we had to do the next day. And that's just our easy breakaway. But that is also setting a boundary because sometimes if you stay there for as long as possible because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or you don't want to be the first one to leave. And trust me, we've been the first to leave many times. Um, you're, you are digging deeper into the time that is supposed to be allotted to you to rest or to relax or to take personal time before you have to jump into a whole new schedule the next day. And it's okay. You don't have to be there until the party ends. You can excuse yourself when you know that there are other things that are just as important, if not more important, to just go ahead and prepare for. It's not saying that you don't care about that person, those people, that thing, that party, that event. It's just saying, I have to set boundaries. I, I just have to go. But thank you so much for inviting me. But it's time for us to go. And honestly, people are going to think what they want to think. But does it really matter? This is for your health and for your well-being and for your um, you know, free mind 
to be able to just rest and replenish and get ready for the next great thing. Some people will respect your boundaries and some will not. And that is just something that we have to learn. They may not understand and that's okay. But does that mean that you have to change the way that you think or the things that you feel are most important in your life for them? No, you still love them, but you have to go. So whether they respect your boundaries or not, that's where you're able to get a clear understanding of why you need to set boundaries for that reason. If, if that was the only reason for that reason alone, because they don't respect your boundaries. This is just having a mutual respect for each other and our time. Now, number three goes along with number two. This is where you're going to remind people, keep repeating what your boundaries are and stay true to your boundary. Don't give in because this is where uh, the lack of respect comes in. If you hold true to your boundaries and you stick to them, then people begin to uh, really understand who you are and how you operate, how you think. Um, I don't know if you've ever had one of those friends or uh, family members who just do things a certain way and you, you just couldn't understand it for a while. And then after a while, you're like, okay, that's just how they are. Um, they're very focused on this or they're very persistent about that or whatever it might be. And it may not be something that you agree with or, or it just might not be the way that you do things. But you now have an understanding that that's how they do it. Well, a lot of times when we teeter back and forth and we kind of just give in to the way that other people do things instead of sticking to the way that we do them, that's where uh, we lose control of those boundaries. There, there are no boundaries. And so... Um, everything drops and it's like free game. We're able, I mean, we're, we're expected to just do whatever, whatever everybody else is doing, whatever they want us to do. So you have to stay true to your boundaries. You have to make sure that you remind people, you know, don't forget, um, I do have to be out of here by such and such time. Um, going back to the example of the friend who I have coffee with, um, if there's times where I think I may not be able to do that coffee time because I can't do, for instance, if we do 10 to 12 most of the time, and I know my schedule is extremely busy, but I don't want to miss that time, I'll send a, a, a certain message saying, can we meet at 9, do 9 to 11? That way I can get out of there. And for the most part, it usually works. If it doesn't, we just have to reschedule. Um, or she may tell me that she has to run a couple of errands first, and she'll see me at 930. Um, so it's just working with those things because you have boundaries, because you have things that you need to get done. You're able to uh, communicate that and maybe um, move things around, but you're not compromising. You're not you're not sticking with it and then panicking. If I sat there and I knew I had a test that I had to get done by one o'clock, and I'm not leaving coffee time until twelve then all of a sudden I'm panicking all the way home. Am I going to have enough time to get home? Am I going to hit traffic? Am I going to do this, do that? When I could have just changed the schedule and said, how about we do 9 to 11 so that I have two hours in between to make sure I get to where I need to be in order to get done what I need to get done and possibly have some extra, um, you know, refresh study time before I have to take that test. And so it's just really sticking to what you have already said, reminding people of what is important to you and what needs to be done. And if they can't understand it, 
then you just have to walk away and cancel or reschedule or do something else because there is a reason why you have to stick to that schedule. Your boundary is important. It is extremely important. I love the way that this article states it. And once again, this is from the science of people.com. Um, I'll have to go back and see who the actual author is of this, but to give them credit, they state boundaries protect you from overextending your mental and emotional well-being. Um, that is probably the easiest and most effective way of saying that. They protect you from overextending your mental and emotional well-being. you got to take care of yourself. You have to. I have been asked several times to be at certain places, um, made to feel obligated to be at certain meetings or at certain events or certain um, classes or whatever it is, a Bible study, even Bible study classes, you know, um, evening things. And when it does not work, um, it's very easy for me to say, you know what, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I might get the pushback or the, but you, you're going to miss something. You got to be there. And it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize, but I cannot make it. Um, I have to get this other thing done. And that's just the way it is. You know, there's been, um, just talk about overextending when we, when we talk about being entrepreneurs and going to different, uh, networking events and dinners and meetings, um, we have to be able to narrow down the very things that are going to be more beneficial and more productive than to just agree to everything. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you another example. There's a wonderful networking group that I just started with. Um, wonderful people. I loved it, and well, I still do. I love it. <laughs> Let's put it in in you know present sense. But they meet twice a month. I know very well that I cannot be there twice a month. I can be there once a month. I can commit to that, but I cannot be there twice a month. And the thing is, is that if it is a problem for, uh, the networking, because it's a group, you know, networking members to be, to not, if we have to be there both events per month, then it's something that I will have to remove myself from because I know there's rules and there's reasons for that. Um, but if it's okay and they don't mind me coming just to once a month and being committed to that, then I remain because of something that I enjoy. And so we, we do have to decide whether we're going to step away from things that are important to us, but it's just not going to work maybe just in this season. Because like I said, my workload is very heavy right now. I cannot afford to dedicate that additional time at this moment. But I can take part at least once. And so, um, there has to be an understanding and boundaries there. If I can't make, make it to a, a dinner meeting or anything like that, because I'm celebrating my daughter's birthday or, uh, we have a anniversary or we have a family member who is in need. I have to step away from that because these things are, are more of a priority in my life than that, than that meeting or that business encounter. Yes, we are business owners. Yes, our business is very important to us, but so is our family. Our family actually takes precedent over the business. And so um, 
There are people who still operate that way and you have to, you have to know what is more important in your life so that you can stick to that. And, and trust me, when you have your priorities and you take care of those things that are most important, everything else seems to fall into place. When you step away from your priorities and you begin to neglect the very things that are most important, then everything uh, on the other ends begin to fall apart because now there is that stress and that frustration and that um, brokenness in that thing or those people that should have been taken care of. And you're more concerned and worried with that, that the other things that you, that you're now trying to focus on is falling apart. And so we have to know where our priorities are, what is most important, what needs to be done first. Here's a very big one. This is number four. Don't be afraid to say no. And I just gave you all a couple of examples on that. But really, no is a powerful word. No, sometimes I like to see no as I may be telling you no right now, but it doesn't mean that it's no all the time. I just need you to understand that right now at this very moment, it's a no. Um, but next month or in a couple of months, when everything is uh, in its in alignment, when things are are working and moving, and I've taken care of these things that are most important, and I've been able to accomplish this over here, then it may become a yes, or it may become a every once in a while. But for right now, it's a no, and I need you to respect that. And so, um, people will ask us to do things to help them, and. Um, we feel obligated to have to do those things. We feel obligated to have to step in and do it because you're being made to feel like you're the only one who can get it done or you're the only one that they want to do it when there are other people out there who can do just as good a job as you, if not better. They just haven't been given the opportunity or, or there hasn't been that open door because they've always relied on you. And so part of our business is to train and to coach people and to how to be the best that they possibly can, but to also coach them to a position of being able to coach others so that those others can come up and do just as great a job as they are doing or have done or even greater. Because at some point, they're going to have to shift into a new season and the people that they were able to train and coach are now able to step into their position. We shouldn't be relying on one person to do everything. And so when you are not afraid to say no, you have opened up many doors for other people to step into a position and be able to accomplish great things as well, instead of always being the go-to. You know, um, I'll go back to one of my last, one of my last jobs that I always talk about when I worked at the grocery store. And, um, a lot of times there was a you know, hey, Jennifer, can you do this? Jennifer, can you do that? Jennifer, can you come in on this day? Jennifer, I need you to work on this day. Um, I need you to be here for this. And I walked in there setting boundaries. And um, I probably could have been let go for it because I wasn't doing, you know, what they were expecting me to do as far as time. But um, by setting my boundaries and then realizing the value that I could bring to their to their company, to their um, the department that I was working in, the value that I brought to that place outweighed me not being able to work on a certain day. 
Let me give you an example. Um, when I first came in, first couple of weeks, and my schedule was all over the place. Late nights, early mornings, middle of the day. It was whenever they needed me. But it's, but not too long after that, I set a boundary and I said, I can only work Monday through Friday, the early shift. That was 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I knew my reasonings why was because my daughters are homeschooled and I needed to, now granted they were um, late middle school, or early high school, I can't remember, but um, they were able to kind of, you know, study those lessons on their own and I could come home and be that, um, that reinforcement, grading their work, going over, you know, additional lessons with them. But I knew I needed to be home for that reason and so that I could make dinner and so that we can make sure things were taken care of in the home. And then I could go to bed early and be up early the next morning for my next shift. And I was not going to work on the weekends because that was my family time. A lot of people could not understand that because they they were told that they needed to be available when they needed them. And when they would tell when my my fellow coworkers would tell me, you know, they wish they had a schedule like mine or they wish they had uh, a different schedule that worked with what it was that they needed to do. And some of them had second jobs, you know, so they were conflicting. My response was always, why don't you just go ask? I was always taught growing up, you ask. If it's a no, it's a no. If it's a yes, it's a yes. But you never know until you ask, until you really set down what it is that is that you need and what is important to you. And you're able to tell them, listen, I'm here for you during that time to do the best job that I possibly can, but this is the only time that I can do it. And I was granted that schedule for the entire year that I was there. From from the the after the first month through the end of that year to the day that I walked out and said goodbye, my schedule was 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. And that was a boundary that I had to set. It can be done. You just have to do it. So that was very important. That don't be afraid to say no. If they really need you, they will respect the time that they have you. And in return, you will do the greatest job that you possibly can for that company because they respected your request. Because they understood that if you are asking for something specific, you know yourself and you know how well you are going to be able to produce in that time that you have promised to them. That is your commitment. And you have to uphold that commitment too. To be the best that you can because you ask them for something special and specific, then you need to hold up your end of the bargain as well. But it's okay to say no and it's okay to set a boundary and to let them know this is what I'm able to do. If that works for you, then I'm here to help you. If it doesn't, and I know this is hard to say because some people, there are a lot of people that are just looking for a job and they need a job. But trust me, there's a lot of employers that are looking for employees and really need employees. That there is a compromise that can take place there. There's a a, a, a moment of saying, I can work with you, but you got to work with me. We kind of have that little bit of leverage and people don't realize that because there's such desperation on both ends right now in, in the, the, the time and the place that we're at in our nation, um, that we have that leverage. Use it. Say no when you can't do it. And then set a boundary 
and then work with each other. And here's the last and final one. And like I said, these are five of the most basic ones. Um, we can dig in deeper on another episode of different, uh, other different ways to set boundaries. But this is just a foundation to get you started. But this last one, it's a given, but we don't do it. Take time for yourself. You have to take time for yourself, whether it's with your family or you by yourself. Um, whatever it is and whoever it is that makes you happy. You engage in, in uh, activities and events with them that are really going to bring bring peace and joy to your life. You have to step away from the things that may cause some stress. I understand we all have to work you know, on a daily basis. We all have to achieve certain goals. We may have to go to school. We might have to help, you know, um, ailing family members. But the thing is, is that your time is important as well because if you are not physically, mentally, emotionally healthy to take care or, um, you know, within your own body, you can't take care of anybody else. You can't give your 100 plus percent. You can't be the best that you possibly can. You can't fulfill purpose if you're worn out, exhausted, tired, and um, not have no strength left in your body to give to anybody else. So take time for yourself. I don't think I need to go through this one. Whatever it is, step away. Even when I'm sitting here doing my schoolwork, I have to get up for a moment and walk away. I have to stand up and stretch. I have to break away and go have lunch. Um, I, I got into a habit of bringing my lunch back here um, to my desk, my office, and wanting to eat while I was doing work. And instead, um, although I still brought it back here, just to stay focused, I started putting on maybe a video or, um, you know, watching something on YouTube or just to break away, break my mind from the thing, the thing that I was working on while I enjoy my lunch. Um, and so they may seem so small and minor, but you have to do them. Do those little things. Let those little things grow to big things on the weekends or your days off. And take that time for yourself. That is setting a boundary as well and saying, I just can't right now. Um, When I do my schoolwork, I can work on business and still have my phone on. But when I do my schoolwork, because my focus is different, I will turn my ringer off. And I try as hard as possible not to look at it. um, Unless it's, of of course, my daughters, my husband, my mom. um, People that I know are going to have something really important to say that I need to know at that moment. Everything else can wait. The notifications, the messages, they can all wait. You have to take the time for yourself. So with that, I don't want to go any longer today, um, but I hope that this has helped you to really think about um, how important setting boundaries are. It seems so easy and yet so hard. It seems like we should be doing this every day, but we don't. Set healthy boundaries in your um, everyday life and in your work life and understand how important it is. And so that is it for me today, you guys. Um, If you have any questions, concerns, or you have any other ideas, drop them in the comments for me. Um, But I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful day. God bless.